Height doesn't measure heart, but does an attitude reveal character? Is Marcus Stroman all that? And really, I mean, really, is Aaron Judge already the face of Major League Baseball? Come on. That's coming up on TSN 1050. This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050, the voice of Toronto sports. Had to wait. Wheeler with you. This is Toronto Today, right here on TSN 1050. What's going on, Toronto? Beautiful 28 degrees today. I know that lots of people in sports complain that this is a slow time of year, especially during the MLB All-Star break. Like, there is no shortage of topics. I thrive. I live for this time of the year where you delve into some quality topics with quality guests right here on TSN 1050. You can get at me anytime at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. The text is 105050, the email live at tsn1050.ca. This is our own version of Talkback Toronto that you watch on CFTO. I want you to call in. I want you to send your feedback. And we're going to kind of delve into a number of big topics over the next two hours. And we want to hear from you. Starting off, you heard it in the intro. Is Marcus Stroman all that? 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050, and toll-free at 1-855-591-6876. There has been plenty of talk on this radio station about Marcus Stroman in recent days. He's called out Major League Baseball saying there's a blister epidemic. He hasn't been happy with umpiring. He firmly believes he should be an all-star. He's had a little bit of a swagger as of late, which when when the team's winning and when things are all good, it manifests itself in a very positive way. When the team is losing, they're struggling, it comes across sometimes as being petty, as being immature, and something that rubs people the wrong way. So I think this is a very good conversation to have at a time where widespread debate is all about which direction should the Toronto Blue Jays go. Do you tear it down to a certain degree? Do you keep things status quo? And Marcus Stroman is one of the pieces because he's still young, still a very good pitcher in Major League Baseball, not an all-star despite his own protests, but nonetheless still a very good pitcher. Should the Blue Jays, would they be wise to cash in on Stroman now? A guy who's shown signs of greatness? who in my opinion is very good, but not really truly one of the greats. And I'm not sure if he will ever be a great. And never mind the attitude stuff and those things that kind of put up red flags about the about the individual's character. Just he is the shortest. He is the smallest pitcher in all of Major League Baseball. I worry about that body type over the long haul. And I know, yes, there has been exceptions to the rule, but I prefer that traditional... Six foot three starting pitcher with a big body on him. Something that for me seems to be no doubt more sustainable. Now, there's no guarantee, there's no slam dunk here or there, but Marcus Stroman, you have to wonder what his ceiling actually is and whether he's going to be able to stay healthy over the long term. Combined with some of the questions pertaining to his attitude, I think it's a good question to ask. Is Marcus Stroman all that? 
Is he untouchable? Is he an absolute long-term keeper for this Blue Jays organization? Or is there too much unknown? Where really, you could potentially maybe sell high on him at an early stage and bring back other players you may have more confidence in. 416-870-1050. Tool free at 1-855-591-6876. I put up the poll on Twitter, at WheelerTSN. Scott Mitchell, our baseball... What do, you, what do they call you around these parts? What did we settle on? I brought this up to you. It's not guru, not oracle. You're the baseball guy. Sure. Around I here? mean, it doesn't really matter. Dude, guy, man. Okay. Boy. Okay. It's Person, different. individual. Yeah. It's the guy that covers baseball. At Scotty Mitch TSN on Twitter. Um, you were on the Breakfast Club this morning. I listened as I was coming in. Um, it was a heated conversation, or maybe a passionate conversation. About Marcus Stroman. Steve Simmons was also on The Breakfast Club. Uh, before I get you to weigh in, I want to play you what Steve Simmons had to say about Marcus Stroman a little bit earlier this morning. Marcus Stroman, how do I say this nicely, is a jerk. Uh, his whole persona of how he attacks his profession is me against the world. And it works for him. It's, I'm in a fight with everybody. I have, I'm too short to pitch in the major leagues. Everybody's told me that from the day I was born. And therefore, I'm, it's, it's adversarial how he approaches his entire career. So his approach to media, and, and we're, you know, we're, we're the scum in the clubhouse to begin with. They don't want us there. Uh, most players don't like you being there. Most put up with it and are professional about it. He has, for the most part, not been professional about it. So, so that was Steve Simmons' take. Which comes on the heels of Richard Griffin of the Toronto Star, to be covering Major League Baseball for decades now. And Richard Griffin, Griff had some strong words about Stroman as well. I also think that he's got a lot of growing up to do. I mean, he doesn't understand his responsibilities to... He's got a little Donald Trump in him in terms of dealing through the media or dealing through social media. And um, I think that He's a valuable part of this Blue Jays team moving forward, but don't count on him being that leader on the pitching staff that David Price seemed to be when he was in Tampa Bay, that David Price was when he was here, and even David Price seems to be in Boston. I don't think he's that type of guy. So that's what Richard and Steve had to say about Marcus Stroman. He's one of those guys extremely popular in this city. Let's not kid ourselves, Scotty. Like, my dad calls me up. And lets me know what's going on with Marcus Stroman on Instagram. Like, people love his social media presence. People like to cheer for the little guy. The underdog. And that's what Marcus Stroman, at least he's made out this story to be. But being around the guy, the individual that he is, never mind potential reservations about what he's going to become as a baseball player, when you put all these things together, you got to be starting to ask yourself, is he a foundational piece of this organization? Or a good player who's expendable for this organization? That's what the Blue Jays are probably asking themselves right now, too. And I don't think it's because of um, mainly the the temperament stuff. I I think it's because when you look at at Marcus Stroman, you got to remember, this is only essentially his second full season in the big leagues. Last year was his first 200-inning year. So this this is still a guy who's developing. This is a 26-year-old pitcher who sometimes you don't know who a pitcher is until he's 30 years old. And that's when you're going to start to see this question come up for whatever team he, he's playing on because that's when he's going to be expensive. In 2021, he's going to be a free agent. Um, 
no matter what happens between now and then, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be in line for big-time money as long as he keeps this kind of trend up. This has been his best year so far. I mean, last year in the first half, we were wondering what he was, and, and in the second half, he kind of proved that he could he could take a, take a workload and, and deal with that. And you look at the, the height issues, I, I don't have any um, – kind of workload concerns with Marcus shortest pitcher in major league baseball don't I don't have the workload concerns I more have the 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 home run concerns the the plane on the fastball just isn't what you're going to get with a 6465 pitcher and and that's what that's what scouts look for he's had home run problems he's given up some home runs when when that sinker gets flat and and that's a problem and if that you know continues to kind of exacerbate itself over the course of the next few years um, you know, without the adjustments, if you lose a, if you lose some velocity, he he might not be the same pitcher. That's that's what the, what the big difference is with taller pitchers is you have a little bit more margin for error. And when you look at what those guys, what Rich Griffin and and, and Steve Simmons um, have said, I mean, I agree with ninety percent of that. There, there's definitely some maturity things with Marcus Stroman, but he has that million dollar smile and that's why the fans love him. And I'm entertained every time Marcus Stroman is on the mound, right? Every single time for better or worse. I like a little bit of swagger in my athletes, the athletes that I cheer for. Um, you know, I have to ask him questions, but that doesn't bother me. But I, I think he's a, he's an entertaining individual, but he's grown up in an age where he does not need traditional media to, Tell his stories. He's got Instagram stories. He's got the Players Tribune. He's got rap videos that he can be in. He has no use for baseball questions other than what he wants to put out there. And I think as a face of a franchise type guy, you definitely need to consider that if you're the Toronto Blue Jays. Is is he in line with our organizational values? And it's interesting that this comes up because when I talk to people about Vladimir Guerrero and Bo Bichette and why they were promoted to high A Dunedin, they talked extensively about they were buying in, they are good people, they are hard workers and committed to their craft, and and I believe Marcus Stroman is is 100% that, but they talked about the fact that they wanted to see them mature in low A and be the type of people that they want before they move them up. So that might be a consideration when you look at Marcus Stroman in a long-term contract. Sure. Uh, Scott Mitchell joining me in studio. I'm curious as to what you, the fan, you, the listener out there, thinks about Marcus Stroman. 416-870-1050. Toll-free at 1-855-591-6876. Listen, it's petty when a guy refuses to deal with the media or treats them in a negative way. I don't get it, but whatever. Overall, in the overall scheme of things, that doesn't matter unless it rubs other people within the organization the wrong way. And, and that's when it matters. It really does. And maybe you can speak to that because that's one thing I haven't heard. Are any of his teammates turned off potentially by his behavior? Does he get the eye roll? Does he get the cold shoulder based upon his actions? That's something that's really hard to say because I think when you look at athletes and when you look at anybody, the perception of someone from the outside is is usually much different or oftentimes a lot different than than people that know them. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the media that rub people the wrong way based on their presence uh, on the air, on TV, 
in print, whatever medium it may be, they're rubbed the wrong way by us. And are we what they think we are? Probably not. So I, I think in a certain way there are teammates that, that like that, the younger teammates. Maybe some, some guys it does rub the wrong way. But I think if he goes out and pitches every fifth day, especially like he has been this year, that's something you deal with. And that's something me, myself, if I'm a, if I'm a GM or an executive thinking about Marcus Stroman's value to my baseball team, Marcus Stroman isn't out here with a, with a rap sheet and doing things that, that you don't want have done, that you don't want done in the community. This is just a guy with a little bit of swagger that rubs opponents right. the wrong way. But I'm the, fine at, with that. At the same time, I, I brought up the blister. I brought up the complaining about the umpire. The the fact that he's frustrated he's not going to the All-Star game. Who really cares? But I, I think conveniently here in Toronto, because he was such a sweetheart right out of the gate, we gloss over the fact that he was suspended for the use of a banned substance while pitching in the minor leagues. That's something that never comes up. We here in Toronto love to sit on our high horse and point at other organizations and other players when they're suspended for PEDs and say, well, how dare you? How many times on sports radio in Toronto do people demonize Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens? And you hear it all the time. But we gloss over it when it's a Toronto Blue Jay. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's right. But that's something that's also on his rap sheet. No matter how you look at it, whether whether he claims it was an accident or not, it's still in his rap sheet. It still matters. That's fandom. So we're very selective. I, I don't think you're going to change that. That's fandom, and that's that's uh, that's the tendency of, of local local media. I think to uh, maybe maybe take it easy on on, on players in a, in certain extents in certain situations, rather than a, a guy that's in a different market that you can speak a little more freely about maybe and 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 not really uh, not really be in the moment with them in the, in the clubhouse, I think so. But to be honest, I think when you, when you look at what Marcus Stroman brings to a baseball team, it, it far supersedes his shortcomings off the field from a, an organizational standpoint. Right. Totally from, fair. From a fan standpoint, um, that's a personal opinion. I like guys with swagger. Some guys don't. And you deal with that. But I, I don't think there's any question that this team is hated around Major League Baseball. And I don't think that's a, an overly strong statement because this team is hated. Sure. All you need to do is look at the clip from Marcus Stroman's last start when he struck out Marwin Gonzalez. And Stroman is pounding his chest, walking off the mound. Marwin Gonzalez, and I watched it from the press box. He did not take his eyes off Marcus Stroman, put down his batting helmet, and just shook his head. And it was a, it was like a, it was like a, an uncle looking at a kid, going, "Man, are you for real right and, now?" And when that happens against the Blue Jays, we hate it. And and I get why. But you can't have your cake and eat it too. That's why I'm interested. What our listeners have to say about this, Scott? Because there may be people that don't like the guy. But say, you know what, he's a great pitcher. He's part of this organization. I love him. And, I, and I'll understand that argument. There may be people that call up and say, you know what, I'm not convinced that over the long term of five foot eight starting pitchers, the way to go. I don't feel comfortable with where he's going to be long term. There could be other people that say, forget about that. He is the makings of an ace. He's done it in the World Baseball Classic. He's done it in the playoffs for the Blue Jays. So this conversation can go in a number of different directions. And I'll understand all angles, but I think it's a good conversation to have whether the individual 
affects the way that you look at the player, or do you strictly look at Marcus Stroman in the in every sense of the player and not all the games that surround it? It's all about what uniform these guys are wearing. Because if the Toronto Blue Jays traded Marcus Stroman to the Boston Red Sox and Marcus Stroman started at Rogers Center you would four hate or him. five times a year, fans would be all over him because that swagger doesn't play as a visitor. Four, yeah, four one six eight seven zero ten fifty. Toll free at one eight five 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 nine one six eight seven six. I'll read your text, emails, tweets as well. The text is ten fifty fifty. The email live at tsn ten fifty ca. And at Wheeler TSN, our baseball guy Scott Mitchell joining me in studio for the hour as we delve into this topic, all to do with Marcus Stroman. Let's go to the phone lines four one six eight seven zero ten fifty from Pearson Airport. Ryan calling into the program. Where are you? Where are you off? to Ryan? Uh, no, I'm not really off. I'm, I'm uh, picking up some friends uh, from Saskatchewan, some Ryder fans. That awesome. Not here to go back to Nova Scotia after being uh, in, in Regina to watch their team play. Very so cool. Love that story. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on Marcus Stroman? Is he all that? Well, the way I look, the way I look at sports today, you know, we really have to consider attitude, you know, and, and He's probably right now at his highest value. Now, I, if I were a GM, I would trade him. Uh, that, that's just—it's just that simple. I, I think it's very important that there be, uh, whether it's a, a training room, a dressing room, a clubhouse, whatever it happens to be, there has to be a symbiotic relationship between all the players. As soon as they start splintering off, so does the team ethic, and that—and that to me is the priority. Um, we see it in sports all the time. The teams that win are the ones that are a team. And you don't hear about some of this sketchy stuff, you know, this, this petty this petty stuff that's childish. This is a pro. These are pros. And a lot of them want to win. And they don't want, you know, why, why, why did Montreal trade their great defenseman last year? He was sucking too much air out of the dressing room. You know, you can't have that kind of stuff. It's just... And that is the reason I called. I called about what the Jays should do, if I can. May Go I? ahead. Okay. Uh, the Jays, in today's sports, big contracts, long term, you know, there isn't the, the there aren't the assets, assets out there available like there used to be back whenever. Now it's about building a franchise and building a team that can peek its head up once in a while if you're not a big money team like Minnesota and Kansas City. They disappear for a little while. They come back. They don't throw everybody out. The Chicago Blackhawks don't throw everybody out. You know, none of these teams that are successful over the long term, what they do is they get the most for the assets they need the least. And that's, and, and that's all you got to do. And it, it, it's, not, it's not rocket science. It's simply ensuring that the assets that you keep are good and the assets that you let go maybe are not as, as, you know, on the priority list as high, you know. And, and, and I really believe the Jays have a lot of assets on their team, and they have guys they can get rid of. Their biggest problem is they can't get rid of some big contracts, I won't mention names, that are, that are too difficult. They're albatrosses right now. So they almost have to eat the contract. Uh, if they're lucky enough to be able to trade them and keep, keep some of the contracts and pay some of it, and hopefully Rogers has the money to be able to say, okay, you know, we'll do that. Uh, nowadays, it isn't about rebuilding from the floor anymore. That doesn't happen anywhere. It, uh, there isn't a sport where you start from scratch. Scotty, Scotty, you want to jump in on uh, jump in on this? 
Well, well, I'm 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 curious if if Marcus Stroman does it rub you the wrong way? Some of the stuff he does, or is is this just some of the stuff that that you're hearing? Does does it bother you on the mound that other teams don't like him? No, no, not at all. It doesn't matter to me. This is nothing personal with him. This is about uh, the team concept. Selfishness on a team, all right? Selfishness, childish selfishness is a negative on every team. It always never ends well. Always never ends well. It's funny, Ryan, because baseball, in a lot of ways, by certain individuals, really kind of pawn it off as a game of individuals. It's batter versus pitcher. It's like, just do your job, and that whole leadership, camaraderie, rah-rah stuff doesn't matter. I personally don't believe in that. Like I, I believe that the types of individuals that you surround yourself with matter. I, I believe that leadership matters, especially when you're with these individuals, 162 regular season games, a month before that in, in, in spring training, you need to know the types of guys that you're going to battle with. Like That's the way that I stand. I don't know if it sounds like you come from a similar spot. Yeah, well, uh, it's, important, it's important to have your teammates back. And, it, and, and a lot of these guys, and you know what's underplayed in sports, you know, I've had a chance to get close to some teams over the past decades and what's really important with some of the players they have a lot of pride a pride in decency and in work ethic and in, in, in hard work and and being decent men you know there are a lot of them out there and you don't want those guys like you said the great example you gave like the uncle shaking his head at the nephew who's doing a yeah. little stupidity Good stuff, Ryan. Thanks for the phone call. Really appreciate it. 416-870-1050-1855-591-6876. We'll try to keep this conversation on Strowman because that kind of went all over the place. But like, I think Strowman's a conversation. And then him being an asset and what he could bring back and whether he's better to, to keep because he's, he's a contract that's yours essentially till 2021, and that's where the value of the conversation is for me. Well, it's funny because I, I sit on the opposite side of, of the stance you guys took that, that uh, you know, clubhouse chemistry is a, a real consideration. I, I think it's an aspect, and, and you never want a guy who is just a serious problem in the clubhouse. And, and let's, let's be clear here. There's no indication that Marcus Stroman is, is disliked by his teammates. Right. We're talking about an icy relationship with the media and certain antics on the mound that rub opponents and umpires and, and some fans of other teams the wrong way. But baseball is a team game played by individuals. It is not like hockey or basketball uh, or football, in, in my mind. This is a, a very individualistic sport, and especially starting pitchers, because you don't see these guys, you see these guys once every five days, and it doesn't matter if they're disliked. There's been many pitchers that have, that have been notoriously bad clubhouse guys, but you don't, you don't see them for, for four days sometimes. And so I, I don't think that matters. I think people care about how they go out and pitch, and as long as they're not causing real significant problems, you deal with that because you're going to get all of these individuals from different walks of life. You get guys from the Dominican, you get guys from the U.S., and sometimes they're not going to mesh. Sure. It's all about going out and, and playing baseball, and anytime you hear about, oh, uh, character concerns, clubhouse problems, tore this team apart, if you really get down to the bottom of it, they're probably well, just not good enough. Well, but you need someone to set the team. example. You need someone to lead. This is how we conduct ourselves. 
and this is how we move forward. It, like that, that is undeniable. And you know what the biggest thing for me was coming into this season when you talk about Marcus Stroman and you, you, you look at maybe some, some immaturity issues. They shuffled around the clubhouse lockers as they do every year. Guys move around. Who did Marcus Stroman end up beside this year? Troy Tulowitzki. Do you think that's a coincidence? No. Because I don't. No, no chance. 416-870-1050. Mark in Quebec. What's going on today, Mark? Hello. Thanks for holding. Is Marcus Stroman all that? Well, there's a certain limit I find to, to, to his game. Uh, like you said, he put himself. I find he put himself as a target during the league and everything else. And just another quick question: Pedro Martinez, what was his height compared to him? But listed list at five ten, five eleven. So whether you believe Stroman, that Stroman was the, the smallest player since in the last thirty years. Pitcher, pitcher? starting pitcher, I believe he's five foot eight. So currently in the game today, he is the shortest small uh, starting pitcher. But how about in? Baseball history. Oh. I just want to know. I I cannot answer that question, Scotty. I don't know if you know, but I like, mean, I, it, it, trust me, he's on the he's on the smaller side of it for so. starting pitchers. I mean, we, Pedro's listed at five eleven, one ninety five. Whether right. you believe he's actually five eleven, I mean, so just say he's five ten. He's two <laughs> inches taller. But it, like for me, I know you can brush it off. I know that. Height doesn't measure heart, but well, height does matter. Like your physical size in sport, it matters. Cite me a case where your physical stature doesn't matter in sport. It it, it does. Now, is Marcus Stroman good enough to over to, to compensate for the lack of height? So far, so good. He's proved himself well, but I just don't know how this is going to age. And there's one more thing about baseball. I find a little bit, like you said, just like what happened with Asuna with the, when he walked to the mound, I find the last maybe five years or ten years, well, more five years, that the baseball players are more susceptible to, them. like example, yes, two days ago, I think the guy was pitching a perfect game. Every time he was striking out someone, he was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a big, the pitcher was saying, shaking his hand and said, yeah, I got him out. But when Strowman does it, everybody picks on him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he put himself as a target as himself, but I just find the game, anything you do now, it's, it's like criticized, and because the older players says that to the younger players, I just find the game uh, like you say. Look at the World Baseball Classic right now. So there's uh, a double standard. Game, You're saying there's a double standard, Mark? Exactly. Like baseball, like baseball than that is. Like, I find that it's more fun when a guy hits a home run. It's the strut. He's proud and everything. When Basisa threw a baseball bat, oh, it's the moment. You know, there's baseball. Is, I find it's too like. I, the majority of the game is not there like it used to be. That's basically what that comes down to. Everybody p- nipping and picking on the players. It, it, I wish it was like, I like Strowman, like a little bit of attitude, but he's put, giving too much attitude. But the attitude has to be there because, like you said, I would say none. I would say a thousand people in the world can just play baseball. That's it. Mm-hmm. Good, you know good, I mean? good stuff, Mark. Appreciate the phone call. Four one six eight seven zero ten fifty. Toll free at one eight five 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 nine one six eight seven six. Is Marcus Stroman an absolute keeper for the Blue Jays moving forward? Weigh in on that poll question at Wheeler TSN. Hit Scott Mitchell up at Scotty Mitch TSN as well. Text to ten fifty fifty. We'll continue to share your thoughts. Discuss Marcus Stroman as Toronto today rolls on. We'll also get into Aaron Judge. Is he all ready? The face 
of Major League Baseball. I have a hard time believing that. Scotty joining me until the top of the clock. This is Toronto Today right here on TSN 1050. Here at the All-Star break, a good time to discuss none other than Marcus Stroman believes that he should be pitching tonight. Uh, I mean, he's a borderline All-Star. You can make the case. Steven Souza Jr. of the Tampa Bay Rays made that case on Twitter, to which Stroman broke the cardinal rule. You don't thank someone for a compliment on Twitter. It's like he's reaching a little bit too much with short arms. Is that the cardinal rule? I, I think so. You don't when, accept when it pops gracefully? up and and someone and someone like retweets a compliment, it's like really, yeah. just take it. Oh, I get that part. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit too much. So he went there. Fine. That's not why I'm raising this question though today about whether Marcus Stroman is an absolute keeper for the Blue Jays moving forward. Put it up at TSN 1050 Radio. Seventy one percent right now say yes, absolutely. Twenty percent say too soon to know. Nine percent, just nine, no. Too much concern about the player. Doesn't so, shock me one bit. Yeah. Marcus Stroman is exceptionally popular in this city. And I think it kind of makes you gloss over some of the things that he does. Maybe the fact that he is only five foot eight. And there could be concerns about what he's going to age like as a quote unquote elite level starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. Gareth Wheeler, Scott Mitchell with you. Phone lines are open. 416 870 1050 and toll free at 1 855 591 6876. The text is 105050 at Wheeler TSN at Scotty Mitch TSN on Twitter and live at TSN1050.ca is the email. L- let's go back here. Marcus Stroman believes he should be an all-star. Do you believe he was snubbed? I, I think he has a case. Snub, no. I think I think snubbed is Alex Wood, who's leading the NL in, in ERA and didn't get in with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think that's a snub. I think every year you're going to have your obvious guys, maybe your obvious 15 guys, 20 guys, and then you've got a whole host of, of good numbers of of all star previous all stars who you who you think should be there on on name value that are having okay years. I think Strowman's in that boat. When I when I looked at it, I mean, he's he's he was seventh in in WAR in on FanGraphs WAR. Baseball Reference WAR is a, a right. whole lot different, but he's seventh in, in terms of, of of American League starters, and that 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 gets you in the conversation. So him saying that he thought he should be an all star isn't a crazy. Oh, this is. Uh, you know, a guy that that has no business being in the All Star game just spouting off. You know, there's a legit case for him being an All Star and a 3.28 ERA. This he's in line for a career year. This is going to be better than his year last year. I mean, he's got nine wins and pitcher wins mean nothing, but every single peripheral stat supports the fact that that this guy is having a a, a real excellent season. Is he an ace? No, but. This this guy is a a good one B a solid uh, that that might be even a stretch I, I think he's a solid number two starter and okay. and I think he fits very nicely behind Aaron Sanchez who I think has the potential to I just play. laugh whenever anything comes up about All Star um, something that for years we've known is, is is kind of laughable in a lot of ways because the fan vote I mean you can vote it like Yao Ming year after year in the NBA wasn't even playing yet because of the Chinese vote he was a whatever time All Star. Yet, 
when we look back on a player's career and we look at whether or not they're they're worthy of a Hall of Fame vote, it always comes up All Star appearances. So does it matter or doesn't it? Zero. Like there, there's there's part of me that Zero. says good on Strowman for coming out and saying that, and there's part of me saying like if it doesn't matter, then who cares? Take the week off, buddy. Just rest up. Like, would you have put Marcus Stroman into the All-Star game ahead of Roberto Asuna? No, no, not, so, even, not even close. The only, I mean, I, you, I would put him in the All-Star game ahead of Dylan Batances, though. Who, that's fair. But So, I mean, the, the, you can make those arguments all the time, and I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't believe the All-Star game matters. I think just like pitcher wins and ERA, just like some of these, these stats have become, um, you know, become less important as we've known more about them. Anytime someone says, oh, this guy's a six-time All-Star, I'm like, I, I don't care. I'm like, first of all, it's half a season. Right. When do you get? When do you win anything for half a season? I mean, tell me who's an all star at the end of the season when they played a full six months. But I mean, this is the the midsummer classic, and it's fun, and it's and it's baseball tradition. But does it matter? No. But when you look at Marcus Stroman, it's clear he's a very sensitive individual. It's clear he cares about likely his legacy and likely how he's perceived. And if you're looked at, if you're looked upon as an all star, that means something in the in the public arena. And we're pretty sure that Marcus Stroman cares about his uh, his kind of right rep and, inside and of the locker room and outside of what just normal baseball things. Are. You've been covering covering sport, professional sport for what over a decade now. I, I mean, and I've met individuals who you wouldn't believe, like just the way that they conduct themselves, carry themselves. You wouldn't think that they you. That they really cared about what other people think. But some of these individuals care so much, and they end up thriving off of it. And there's other individuals who obsess about it and then end up struggling because they let it get to them. And I don't know where Marcus Stroman is on this scale, because he clearly cares. That's abundantly clear. He is well aware of his public persona, especially on social. Like, that matters to him, the, the type of guy he presents himself. And, and like I said, I'm not surprised by the poll results because people love him. Like, how couldn't, if, if you're a Blue Jays fan, how couldn't you cheer for the guy? I totally get it. You want the best for him. But the organization cannot act on that kind of emotion alone, on fandom. They need to look at things practically. How does he fit in the clubhouse? What are you willing to tolerate? And what is this guy going to be in the next couple years? Because if you believe that this is his ceiling, this is what he's all about, you're, you're kind of leery the fact that he's five foot eight. Don't you at least have to entertain the thought of packaging packaging him in a deal? Like these are the rumors that have come out. The teams, Buster Olney said it. Teams would be interested in Marcus Stroman. Well, if they come calling, you got to take that phone call. You're not saying that, no, he's an absolute keeper, are you? And that's the thing you have to look at. Teams are coming calling the Blue Jays because they see what Marcus Stroman is. And, and there's potential for more. Do I believe this is his ultimate ceiling? Well, if it is, he's a borderline all-star pitcher, and every team in Major League Baseball is going to want that in their rotation. So that's a, pr- that's a pretty good guy to have. I agree with you that you should listen on Marcus Stroman because it could offer you an opportunity to significantly improve your team because other Major League Baseball clubs are going to pay a lot for a guy who is a legit number two starter at this point that's still controllable in terms of contract and still has a little bit of ceiling in some people's eyes. Obviously not yours because you, you, he's 5'8 and you think this is what he is. It's a, it's a red flag best. for me. It is. I, I don't know how a 5'8 player who's been busted for performance-enhancing drugs before, I don't know how that isn't a red flag. 
But he's proven to be able to, to, to pitch at a very high level yes. in the major leagues at a very young age. Agreed. Just because there's a red flag doesn't mean I can't see past it. But I'm not, I can't say that it's not there either. Like I, I like the way he's been pitching. I'm not complaining about the way he's been pitching. This time last year, people were off the Marcus Stroman bandwagon because he struggled so much through the month of June, I believe it was last year, mm-hmm. where demotion was a realistic proposition. But he's turned things around, he's worked it out, and he's been really solid this year for a mediocre at-best ball club. And that's where I am right now. And sometimes when things aren't going well with the team, questions are raised and you start analyzing and overanalyzing situations, which is natural. Everything is perception. And, and if the Toronto Blue Jays are 47 and 41 instead of 41 and 47, you might, you might see Marcus Stroman in the All-Star game. Probably would. You're not going to find a lot of last place teams sending multiple guys to the All-Star game. You, you just aren't. And Josh Donaldson was hurt this year, so that's a guy that, that's scratched off the list. But to, to me, Marcus Stroman is an, is an excellent pitcher who has swagger, who has everything you, you want in a, in, a, in a guy except for that height. This is a guy who gets an amazing amount of ground balls, and he's playing, he's pitching with the worst defense in Major League, in the American League behind him. Which I think, if you improve that, this is a guy with with more ceiling than I, I think people will maybe agree with. Because I just see a guy who is so dedicated to his craft that I don't see him being anything less unless the health gets in the way, which pitchers break and they break all the time. I see a pretty nice floor here, and I would be I would be scared to trade Marcus Stroman if I'm the Toronto Blue Jays just because I would hate to see him in the playoffs being successful because he's proven to be a big game guy that sure. can that has that appetite for the big stage and I would be scared to trade him unless I'm completely blown away and I feel like it's an offer I simply can't refuse. Scott Mitchell joining me in studio. I'm Wheeler. Um, here's the other part of the equation that we haven't touched on. With Estrada... Looking, staring at free agency. Jay Happ, another year. Liriano going to free agency. You need reliable starting pitching for this team. Not only next year, but the year after that, the year after that. Even if you have Guerrero Jr., a Bichette, a whoever, an Alford coming up, coming through, where's the pitching depth within this organization? So even if you were entertaining offers and were tempted to train Mark, trade Marcus Roman, what if he isn't the cup of tea? For Shapiro and Atkins. What if they like him, but they don't love him? I don't know if they can afford to trade him right now. And that you need to you need to define what they think is their is their competitive window at this point. And I, I'm of the opinion I, I wrote the other day on on TSN.ca that there's kind of three paths this this front office can go. One of them is to completely rebuild. One of them is to kind of toe the line between rebuilding and. Uh, keeping a team that's somewhat competitive, at least keeping your building blocks in place and seeing how it goes. And then there's retooling for 2018. And everything that I hear Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins say tells me that retooling for 2018 is is what they're trying to do. If that means adding, subtracting at the trade deadline, however you do it, there there's an easy way to look at this team and say, this is a wild card contender in 2018. A tweak here, a move there, 
you get creative, and, and this team can be right back in the I don't, hunt I don't see it, because you, they will have to make a decision. It's not Marcus Stroman, it's Josh Donaldson. Yeah, but you don't have to make that until next July. Okay. So you go into next season hoping to contend. You look at Aaron Sanchez, Marcus Stroman, Jay Happ atop the rotation. There aren't many top threes better in the American League. Finding a 4-5... Go. You got it. You got all winter to do that. Well, you I can name you. Deadline. I can name you teams that look better for now and the future. The Red Sox, their top three looks better than than the Toronto Blue Jays. They play in the same division. Yeah, we're not. We're not going to. We're we're talking about the Boston Red Sox, Cleveland Indians, and Houston, Houston Astros, Astros being the cream of the crop. The, in the Yankees American are League. moving in the right direction. They've got a solid bullpen. Yeah. Looks like they have balance. Severino's turned into something. Jordan Montgomery's being good in a rookie year this year. You can make the like, argument that the Jays' rotation's better, but to say that the Yankees' rotation is better, I, I don't think. I think that's... What is there? Aaron Sanchez a, has improved. He can stay healthy. But that's a We haven't seen him be a starting pitcher for 162 for the Toronto Blue Jays team in a season where they haven't given him rest or he's dealt with injury now. And that's, and we that's don't know the, what he is. That's the glass half-empty approach. If you take the glass half-full, you're like, wow, we have got nothing out of Aaron Sanchez. It's the real approach because that's what we've seen. Well, I mean, I can only judge what I've seen. You, well, you missed the ERA title last year, I think. But but he, but the, he didn't. A, but they, they put him at the. They skipped his spot in the rotation. They nursed him through that year. Yeah, but it, 200 innings is 200 innings, and he was right on the on the verge of that. So, okay, I mean, let, let's a, see every five a, six days. I want to see it. I'm I, I'm not I'm not da- doubting the guy's talent and ability. I just want to see a full year. Sure. I mean, we'd love to see a full year, but a full year, and we might be saying, well, man, why do we doubt Aaron Sanchez? Well, I have. I don't no, doubt him. I I'm just no saying reason, I need to see it first. I have no reason to doubt Aaron Sanchez's talent. The, the health question is a question with every single pitcher, whether they're healthy or not, because you could break at any point. Every, every pitch could be your last in Major League Baseball with, with an arm injury. So when I look at this and I look at... at at Josh Donaldson is an MVP candidate. If he's healthy next year, not this year, you got to go out and you got to fix your corner outfield spots. You can add a bullpen piece and you look for a, a, a couple back end starters next year. That isn't the most daunting off season in, in, in terms of turning this from a mediocre team this year into a team that's been good enough to win 85 to 90 games. I, I would have said that last off season, where you just needed some slight tinkering. And what did the Blue Jays do? They let their best player, arguably best position player, walk. Yeah, last, um, last offseason was And didn't a good off address season. the left field, didn't address backup catcher, didn't address pitching depth. So I, I have very little faith that the Blue Jays will be able to or be keen on investing in this team for 2018 this upcoming offseason. Just because of that, that's why I think this will be an aggressive offseason because last year the, their <laughs> needs didn't line up with what, what was out there in the market. Right, right. Swinging a miss on Dexter Fowler, then all bets were off. Then they threw in the towel. Um, I want to get into our next, next topic about Aaron Judge. Is he really the face of Major League Baseball already? I'll ask Scott Mitchell that question next. You're listening to Toronto Today, TSN 1050. For the first time in a long time, we have a LeBron James type of personality and size that can transcend sport. Here's a guy who's six foot seven, 275 pounds, 9% body fat, 32-inch vertical. <laughs> the guy bench presses 400 pounds, squats 500 pounds, and, and, and he's, he's an amazing figure. I mean, and for the next generation to say, well, there's a guy that could be a tight end and an all-pro, and he chose baseball. Why can't I? And hopefully the kids are taking notes of Aaron Judge. Alex Rodriguez last night on Aaron Judge, home run champion, but is he the face of Major League Baseball? 
Gareth Wheeler, Scott Mitchell with you. I have a real hard time believing that's the case, Scotty. Like, Mike Trout exists. Bryce Harper exists. I get that he's had a really good half season. Uh, Like, an incredible half season. He played part of last year. He's a rookie. But isn't this far too much too soon? We've seen players flake out that have had a good half season before. Like, let's just wait and see where all this plays out. But I just feel the fact that he plays for the New York Yankees. We need to kind of put him in a place where he has no right being right now. I don't know what he's going to be. So far, so good. But let's just give it some time to marinate. Sure, and I agree with that. It's been a a historic half season for for Mr. Judge. And, and, I mean, the New York thing you you can't overlook. And you you just can't overlook the fact that that he's the the new kid on the block. Everyone likes the new story, the new hot thing. And how many times have you seen people be be called the, the face of baseball? And then two years later, there's a new face of baseball. I'll tell you right now, if Mike Trout was playing in New York, and this is a Jersey kid, he would be the face of baseball. We just don't see him out in in L.A., and I used to live out in the West. So explain this to me. And and by the way, Aaron Judge is 109 strikeouts and 301 at-bats. He struck out 42 times when he was called up last year and 84 at-bats, so let's just wait and see what happens, okay? That's the game now, though. He's You're like Pedro Serrano from Major League. That's what this guy is Hats so far. bats. Right. Um, why in basketball can LeBron James play for Cleveland and be like the guy, yet in baseball he has to play for the New York Yankees to be the guy. Because I don't get that. baseball does a terrible job marketing their stars, and it's a game where you play every single day, and I think people get uh, get tired of it because they, they see 162 games and they say, well, I don't, I don't care if Aaron Judge hit 15 home runs in the month of May. Talk to me in October. And that's when, you know, reputations are, are really made. Because you can't be the face of baseball after a hot three months. But that's why it sounds crazy to me. I'm like, get off this hype train. Like there's every single ingredient there for him to be yes, the face of baseball. Agreed. I'm not I'm not suggesting that he doesn't have the characteristics. But just the fact that he's had a good half season. Michael Saunders had a good half season last year. He was an all-star, Captain Canada. Look what happened. Justin Smoke's being great. Do I think it's going to continue? I don't know. Well, like, even, it's a half year. An even better comparison would be Brett Lowry when he came up a few years ago. He Done. looked like the next big thing and the next franchise player, and he couldn't make the adjustments. But I think the big thing with Aaron Judge is we've already seen him make the adjustments because he was awful last year when he came up, and he keeps a little note on his phone of his average, I believe it was like 176, to motivate him. And... He's come into this year and made serious adjustments, and he's proven that he can adjust to major league pitching, which gives everyone kind of the the confidence that he will be able to make the same sort of adjustments over right. his career. Still not my favorite judge, by the way. Judge Wapner, Judge Reinhold. Mike Judge? Mike Judge. Didn't he create oh, a, um, a um, cartoon or something? King of the Hill. Come on now. That's it. I was going to say South Park. King of the Hill. Nice job, Scrizzy. Nice job, Scott Mitchell. You put up with me for an hour in studio. Man, an hour already? Not many can come into the den and leave in one piece. The lion's den, huh? Um, you can follow him on Twitter at ScottyMitchTSN. Sports Center tonight? You're in Sports Center covering All-Star, I'm guessing? No, not, no? not me tonight. I'm going to do some, some stuff on Vladimir Guerrero and Bo Bichette. And, uh, awesome. 
The mid-season grades are out on uh, tsn.ca, and there'll be a, a video of my uh, smiling face talking about them soon. Keep up a gr- uh, the great work, Scotty. You're uh, really fitting in. A key cog. He's the Aaron Judge of TSN 1050. Bursts onto the scene and just is taking over. He's the face of TSN 1050. I'm just I'm lucky I'm not 5'8". He's trying to trade me right now. <laughs> no heightening, okay? Scott Mitchell joining me in studio. Let's deal with that topic next. Is Aaron Judge already the face of Major League Baseball? 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Gareth Wheeler with you as Toronto Today rolls on TSN 1050.